Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Friday night, Tech Vibe Radio, but we're not in the house, Audrey. We're in someone else's house tonight. We are in someone else's house. So excited to be here tonight. So excited to be here. We are taking our TNT, as we've been doing all summer long. On the road. On the road. To the streets. Yeah, and we haven't been in the studio together for a while either. No, we haven't. We've been really on the streets for a while, and we've been traveling, so it's pretty exciting to be here. It absolutely is. So we are exactly where, though, right now, because I'm terrible about directions and locations. We are north of Pittsburgh. We're in, is this Cranberry proper? This, this is Cranberry Township. And we are talking to we are talking to Justin Pippi from All Lines Technology here, where we are hosting the entire show tonight. We're so excited to be here with you tonight, Justin. Thanks for hosting us. Absolutely excited to have you guys. Well, thanks. So what? So talk a little <clears throat> bit about All Lines and and tell us the role that you have. Uh, so again, my name's uh, Justin Pippi. I'm the director of sales for All Lines Technology. Uh, we're a woman-owned. Uh, IT solutions provider based out of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, in terms of growth, you know, in, in the market segment, you know, we've decided to double down on, you know, on, uh, on Pittsburgh as our home. Uh, also have satellite offices in Columbus and Cleveland. But uh, Pittsburgh proper, we have uh, two offices. Uh, we have about 200 employees focused on IT. Um, part of that you know, from a depth perspective, when we're talking about, you know, IT solutions and, and how we provide those to the market, uh, we have about 55 engineers that's, you know, broken out into pre-sales engineers, solution architects, uh, delivery engineers. I run the sales team. Uh, we have 12 field reps uh, and eight inside reps. Uh, so very, very deep, you know, bench supporting our, our customers here in Western PA in particular. So if pe- as people are listening, what kinds of problems are you solving? Well, I think the, some of the challenges with IT today, it's moving so quickly, right? So you talk about, you know, um, you know cloud and everything that, that encompasses. You're talking about a lot of the, the new solutions and technologies that are popping up in the market. It's very difficult, I think, for our customers to stay focused on that, you know, and all of those trends and how they're applicable to solving you know, technology, um, you know, issues internally, or creating efficiencies to add, you know, value for their business. I think that's really where we do a good job, you know, in, you know, identifying and, and talking about uh, pain points with our customers, you know, roadmaps, what they're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. uh, and then applying our local expertise and educating, you know, them on, you know, the right solutions that are out there in the market. So will you develop products for them? So if, let's say, they want a mobile app, will you develop? We're more, we don't, uh, we do, we have in-house developers, Mm -hmm. um, but we don't necessarily do app development. Okay. Uh, We're what's considered a VAR, you know, value-added reseller. Right. So we have a lot of partnerships, you know, top-tier partnerships that essentially we resell their solutions um, and products. Absolutely. Tell us about some of those relationships. I know probably you're working with some of the top tech providers out there. Who are you working with these days? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Microsoft obviously is a is a big focus for us. You know, so we have an internal Microsoft team, you know, focused on Office 365, 
is very, very hot in the market, you know, as well as SharePoint. And then the development piece is part of that with business intelligence. Um, we also have uh, IT staffing, you know, group. Oh, okay. You know, internally where we have about, you know, uh, 150 of our full-time employees that are staffed, you know, They're around. deployed. Yep, deployed around a lot of local companies, mm-hmm. you know, supporting them. Um, we also have a, a cloud and MSP group, mm-hmm. so cloud solutions in our managed services practice, um, where we do a lot of monitoring of networks and remediation mm-hmm. and support, as well as uh, what everyone else is talking about, you know, some of the cloud solutions such as infrastructure as a service right. and backup as a service, um, desktop as a service, DR as a service. Uh, one of the, some of the other manufacturers that we support in that uh in that category, you know, would be uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, uh, Veeam, you know, VMware, right. uh, Nimble Storage, uh, Dell EMC. So pretty, pretty well versed. That's pretty wide. It, it's wide, but it's also very strategic. You that know, is well, just a ton of activity. I mean, Audrey, we drove past here, and you would never guess behind this building. I know all this activity is going on. So, what's your website? So, in case anyone just jumped in, we're talking to Justin Pippi of All Lines. It's uh, www.alllinestech.com. That's, all one uh, word. Yep, all one word. Uh, A-L-L-L-I-N-E-S-T-E-C-H. So the growth has been expansive. Has it been any kind of market sector, or has it been across? Is there one market sector that? I wouldn't say one in particular. Um, we really kind of spread across all verticals. So whether it's retail, manufacturing, you know, um, K through 12, higher ed, um, healthcare, you know, we're, we're pretty uh, focused on managing our current customer base. And then in terms of a net new focus, you know, we kind of verticalize and, and break that down for, you know, for our reps. So, Justin, how long have you been with, with All Lines for? Been here since uh, 2005. Wow. So Really? That's a, that's a very, in the tech field, I mean, this is something where usually people kind of, they, they move around quite a bit because it's a fast-moving right. area. For you to be here for this long, obviously, All Lines is doing something right. It's a great place to work. Tell us about your experience being here. Yeah, so to your point, it, uh, it is a great place to work, you know, and, and that's driven by, you know, the people that we have and the ownership that we have. Um, when I started, we had literally a, a few people. Nice. Um, so you've seen this thing really grow to what it is today. Yeah, it's uh, it's gone from uh, A to Z pretty quick, um, but you know credit to our, our owners, you know Rick and Peggy Milady, kind of creating that family you know type culture and yeah. atmosphere. I love hearing that. That's great <clears> to <throat> hear mm-hmm. that there's that family type culture yep. at, at a high level mm-hmm. tech company. And to your point, you know we're in probably one of the most, if not the most, competitive you know, markets out there. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, so that turnover, you know, kind of creates. A lot of chaos with our customers, and I think that's one of the other uh, particular value adds that we that we have for our customers. That you know we uh, create that you know, that constant stability of support, mm-hmm. you know, as IT progresses. And continuity is so important yep. in people's businesses. Without yeah, it, absolutely. you're nowhere, and you're providing that like super so rock you've solid. Expanded overseas as well. Uh, we we support uh, some global customers, do. Uh, but we don't have any uh, physical brick and mortar okay. presence. But your capability to support mm-hmm. global, as well as some of the small mom and pop shops. Yeah, I mean our our customer base is is literally you know, everything uh, from what we'd consider you know small and medium you know size companies all the way up to some of the largest en- you know, enterprises in the world. So what's on the horizon for the next six months? <laughs> 
In our world, uh, six months is, is pretty far out there. How about so, six weeks? Yeah. Six months is far out? Well, it's just the... the it's just fast it's just fa- It moves yeah. quickly. You know, so I think our value proposition and the way that we're structured and set up, we can adapt, you know, very, very quickly uh, when you kind of look at our value proposition and how we can manage, you know, SMB customers all the way to that large enterprise. Um, so I'm very, very excited about the future. Um, we're going to continue to be strategic, you know, with the feedback that we get back from our mm-hmm. customers and, and what they're looking for and, and how we can, you know, provide value and, you know, and, and help them out. That's great. It's so it's anyone, like, yeah. if you're listening, if you just jumped in, go to alllinestech.com. Right. And, and check see out what the kind of, yeah. There's a lot of different things that you're doing, which is really interesting. you got to take you got to take tech off of many companies' minds. Yeah. You know, because it becomes Moving really distracting and burdensome yep. instead of being a tool. Yeah, I think with all of the solutions that are out there, like I said, it's it's very difficult for customers to, to keep up with the pace and and how those solutions would apply to solving their business challenges right. and problems. And that's really where we we come into play and, and help them out. Fantastic stuff. That's, that's awesome. why we Thank are so you. excited to bring our show to your offices to learn more about what All Lines is up to. We got a great show in front of us. Yeah. We have Thank Nick Anthony from Pymeo stopping by and the one and only Ted Teal from Touchtown stopping by. And we have more folks from All Lines talking about all the great stuff they're doing here. Cannot wait to put a spotlight on this tonight. This is great. Too yeah. much fun, and we get paid to do this. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank this, you. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this is Audrey Russo. And we are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council 24-7. This is our passion. This is what we do, bringing you shows like this every single Friday night. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Tech Vibe Radio this Friday night. It's our Tech Vibe neighborhood tour coming from All Lines Technology right here in Cranberry, Audrey. Butler County, right? I think we're just over that line. Are we over the line of Butler County? I believe we are. Do we have to show papers in order to get Do in we, here, I right? Think, yeah, I think something we needed like our that. visas. I brought mine. Just in case. You never I'm know. Right. You never know. But we are so pumped to be here. We love taking the show on the road and bring it to where the action's happening. And that is at All Lines. You guys are not messing around here. And we have Alan Striegel. Leads up infrastructure fails here. Did I get that right? Almost. 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 What is it? Infrastructure solutions. Uh, uh, solutions. Architect. Architect. Right. Yeah, I'm a pre-sale resource. Okay. On uh, keeping yeah. a technical focus heavier than our salespeople themselves right. need to be. So I can drill down in topics beyond their expertise, so we don't lose so, track of what needs to be done. So exactly. let's drill down a little bit in terms of backup and storage, mm-hmm. right? Because that matters to everyone. And, you know, where your backup is, how you're storing it, you know, what's being compressed, what's being thrown out. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in that space that most of us who are running companies just really want someone else to think about it and make sure that they solve it and keep us safe and keep us in compliance with what we need. So let's start. Backup has been done for a long time, right? It's always been done. I can tell you that I actually started in a data in a data room with a big mainframe, and uh, you know, you all, we, we you did tell, back. You tell, you tell great stories about this. We had backup yes. data going. I mean, our backup was, you know, we looked through our cards and made sure that everything was running, and we were so proud of our big machines in the ice cold rooms. But the world has changed, and that was only that was like uh, 1996, 1997. Not that far. The yet. world has yeah, changed so right? much, and we still see a lot of business requirements that use tape. 
Mm-hmm. Tape is not really? dead. Yeah, no, it's not, not banking. It's a big deal in banking, right? And in fact, a lot of industries still require it. Mm-hmm. They're they're called for to retain information essentially forever. Right. Tape is the cheapest long-term storage they mm-hmm. can find. Right. So we work with a lot of clients who have that mixed environment. They, they're moving ahead. They're advancing right. a lot of things. They've moved from physical servers to virtual servers. But the demands in backup have changed along with the business. So right. the amount of time that we keep something might not have changed very much. But the speed that we need to restore it, the expectations are extremely high. And, and right. we don't just speak in terms of backup now. We talk about data availability as in down to the last couple of seconds. Right. I can't afford to stop doing business 24 hours right. a day. Down to the last couple yeah, of it's seconds. A, it's, a, it's a different we, conversation see, in terms of downtime. Now, now you're starting to stress me out. We have the ability, though, to do continuous data protection. Okay. So transaction by transaction. Literally, wow. We can still have the resources there that say, if the systems took a hiccup right now, I'd still be okay as of however long I said. You know, if I said 15 minutes or 12 seconds, whatever that gap needed to be. And that's the recovery time objective. You want to go back in time a certain point past when the damage happened. I lost a file, a system stopped working, uh, my end stopped responding, is the other end still there? We want to be certain that that insurance right. is standing up and working faster than was ever anticipated in the past. So your clients are sleeping much better at night knowing that you're watching them. Absolutely. And not just that we're running those environments for them, but we're helping them to tune it to match their needs. And their needs will continue to change. So there's, uh, there's an evolution as we move from uh, always available systems to diverse individual machines that we carry in our pocket. We want those services in the middle of the night. We want to read that news mm-hmm. feed. Well, the companies who are supplying us with that have to have continuous availability of that data. And we want to make sure that none of their clients say, well, I can't get the results I want. Right. I'm moving to another supplier. Exactly right. And so uh, who innovates with backup? Mm. But there are a couple. Actually, the, uh, the greatest growth in backup is taking place where people are addressing the high-speed requirement, that, that virtualized server need. And Veeam, one of our partners, has actually done a tremendous amount of innovation. They're actually the fastest-growing supplier in the backup market in the world today. Um, they have a tremendous presence. We've been working with them as a partner since 2010. And they were always the first with easy-to-use, very powerful products. And they're adding capabilities with every new release. In fact, they, uh, they typically have one or two minor and major releases in a year's time. They just released their version 9.5, and we anticipate that we'll see Veeam version 10 before the end of this calendar year. So they're working on it. I'm just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Alan Striegel. He's the infrastructure solutions architect here at All Lines Technology. Great company. You're fascinating me with all this backup. I, there's so much data in the world, and we got to keep backing it up. It has to be available 24-7 by the second. Well, what, but what, what gets you fired up to come into work every day and, and work on fun stuff like this? Actually, this is it's one of my favorite topics, and oh. the reason that I get yeah. excited is because we can carry some expertise and take the burden off of a lot of our clients. They can understand the concepts of retaining 
how long they want to keep it. They can tell us how fast they need to be able to recover it. Okay. And we can build systems that are tuned to doing exactly that. We don't write backups that need to be recovered immediately onto tape. We write those into solid-state drives mm-hmm. or onto spinning disks. So disk-to-disk backup, mm-hmm. backup across the network. But one of the concepts that uh, has been real uh, extensive innovation lately has been to extend those backups into the cloud. So now I don't even have to buy new equipment in order to have additional storage capacity that I only pay for as I consume it. So backup in the cloud is a practical possibility. We expect that the Internet connection is there in order to make that work. Make sure that connection's there. (laughs) That's another part of what we do. We help our clients to maintain high-speed connectivity. So end then you offer the the complete solution to have the connection there, and once you're there, to have the space and to have the right devices lined up to to keep everything where it needs to be. And All Lines Technology is a network solutions provider, so we help a lot of our clients define how they get to the speed that they need to be and how they keep it running that way. We also are ourselves a cloud provider. So we have backup as a service for customers who said, I really need to get my data off-site, but I don't want to buy another data center. I don't want to spend the money to stand up a rack full of gear. It's pretty expensive to do and and time-consuming, complicated. Well, not only that, but it's, it's scale means that they can be more flexible. So they don't have to decide ahead of time how big they'll get if they acquire another company right. and suddenly they need three times right. the amount of backup. They can focus on their core business at exactly. that point. So it's like a light switch. You guys provide a light switch where it's like you turn it on and it's going to work. One of the utility. things that was interesting that you said is that, I mean, once there was a time where we looked at backup in sort of one you know, swift um, paint stroke, and now it's really thinking through what do you keep, what do you need to back up, what do you need to sort of house without activating right away. Mm-hmm. And those are things as a business owner that very often you sort of fall into that accidentally, If you're, particularly if you're a small business owner, because you just don't know, right? Who thinks through how long I'm going to have to keep certain things and what are the compliance issues and what, are, you know, what, is it, what does it mean for um, protecting individual data? That's part of our work. We help assess what they're ready to do Mm -hmm. and how they accomplish what they need to get done in backup. Right. Because most people don't understand that now. They don't understand what the requirements are. They have a a notion that they want the insurance, but mostly they don't have the terminology. So we help them. We supply the background, the language, and the tools to do that. So what, so um, how, how does all lines, people who are listening right now, work and backup and what kinds of services might be offered just so we are partners with veeam software mm-hmm. so we have one of the best and most innovative providers in the software market we're also a partner with hp enterprise uh, hpe makes mm-hmm. a lot of the servers that are the basis for the backup systems right. but they also provide appliances that can be a target where do you want to put your local backup you don't want to put it back on the system it came off right. of you put it onto something specialized for that so we help to align the resources, find the right level of products that they have to have, and match the customer's business needs with the price that, that works for them. So that was great. Thank Fantastic you, Alan Spiegel, Infrastructure Solution Architect all at right. All Lines. And any questions at, about All Lines, go to alllines.com. Alllinestech.com. Alllinestech.com. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So happy to be here doing Thank TNT. You. We got more coming from All Lines. After this quick break, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And we are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council, bringing you Tech Vibe every single Friday night because we just love exploring all the great stuff happening here in Pittsburgh's tech sector. So glad to be here at All Lines. We'll be right back 
after this quick break. Hang on tight. Audrey can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing. We have a great time. I've seen too much of you for the last week. I think that's what it is. We just came back from a trip from Iceland, and let's just say. I'm heading to Iceland in uh, August. We just came back. We just came back. What was out there? Iceland. Uh, there was not much ice. I was expecting more ice. Really? The, the marketing is totally wrong. I've heard Iceland is nice and Greenland is ice. It's yeah. it's right. kind of the way it works. Right. Absolutely. The only thing I know about Iceland is the Mighty Ducks 2 movie with the Iceland hockey team. So, right. you know, I doubt you ran into them out there. That's kind of an old movie. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get to business, man. Big. Iceland is great, but what's even better is Pineos. Nice segue. Great, cool company. See, I said we're cool there. Yeah. We're about icy subject matters here. <laughs> so we have Nick Anthony. You're going on vacation there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Nick's going on vacation there, and then Joel Chili with a, ch- a chili last name. You should be going to Iceland as well. I know, I know. You would think that I would, I would have like yeah, a second property out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like an estate like right next to the uh, Blue Lagoon or something yeah. like that, right? <laughs> yeah, but all that money's now going into baby. Yeah, new, uh, new kid in August. That'll so, do it. You know. So quickly, tell our listeners what is Pymios. So Pymios is an embedded systems engineering firm. A couple of years, so I've been on the show a couple times. You're no yeah. stranger. Yeah, absolutely. I was early on right. uh, in a startup. You were just stuff. getting right. out. Yeah, you I were, remember you were that. Just, just out of the blocks. Yeah, and so, you know, I fumbled my way through for a couple of years. We all did. That's what it's about. So we landed on uh, consulting services in the embedded system mm-hmm. space. Because mm-hmm. when I was in corporate, I saw what we were paying consultants to come in and do embedded design work. And I had done FPGA design and embedded design, which is pretty much putting software inside devices right. that you know never comes out. You like cram it in there and yeah. make sure it's all neat and tidy. Yeah, you got to use yeah. all this yeah Pitch trash compactor. Pliers and vices and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of working with megabytes and gigabytes, you're working with kilobytes wow. of, of space, which is a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> in that realm. So then I, I started uh, consulting with, with businesses on implementing embedded systems in their, their product. Because when you compare a software engineer to a firmware engineer, the, the, the life cycle of a software engineer is much more on a daily basis at, at any company. And a firmware engineer is more, all right, you're going to do this one thing and you're going to get it done and it's right. going to be good for a long time. It's, more, it's treated more like hardware. I gotcha. And so in, with tech, you know, you got the, you got these device companies that have Bluetooth-connected technologies that connect to smartphones, you need a, a solid piece of firmware running on that thing. You're not going to change that firmware too frequently. You'll change the app frequently. But not the firmware. But the functionality right. that's on the device isn't going to change a whole lot. So, so these companies don't have a strong need to hire full-time embedded developers. they got to call them some mercenaries, right? Exactly. Because, well, yeah, so once your firmware guy gets this done, he's going to be sitting there twiddling his thumbs, and you're going to still have to be paying him. <laughs> Quick so, twiddle your thumbs. It's very so wait, expensive. Thumb <laughs> so are you saying you were twiddling your thumbs? I got paid to twiddle thumbs <laughs> when I was in corporate. But I mean, they weren't. You know, when I saw what the checks they were cutting to the consultants coming in, I thought, well, I could twiddle my thumbs for you know, I could twiddle my thumbs less and you know, you know, make a lot more. But you also had a big vision about the work that you wanted to do. Which now that we have revenue coming in, it, it's becoming more real. So, right. so one of the reasons. Uh, I started working with Joel. Yeah, why is Joel here today? Joel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always Joel Nick. And now you're bringing here. Joel with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the one of the one of the companies I wanted to talk about is Bliley Technologies, who's a very close partner of ours, and has been a, a, a we've been working with them as a as a customer. Is this the near Earth Earth orbit yes. stuff? I like seeing oh, near God. Earth orbit. L- lower Earth orbit. Leo. Lower. Leo. 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 Okay. Think, Leo. Think DiCaprio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, they're doing crazy cool stuff. Like what? So, um, when you look at 
space. It's been relegated to governments mm-hmm. and NASA and and all that. It's now opening up to commercial space. You know, you, when you think commercial space, you think of an industrial space, but I'm talking about like outer space, mm-hmm. so commercial space applications where companies like everybody's familiar with SpaceX and they're and they're they're profiting. Try, they're trying to profit off of putting satellites in orbit and all that. Right. You see so, a lot of those companies in Pittsburgh. Do you? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, well, Leo has been relegated to, like, universities, college so things. Yeah, right. so they would they would do it for, for educational right. purposes and launch stuff. Now, what companies are doing is they're using that that, that uh, level of orbit for, to provide services, telecommunication services mm-hmm. across the globe. And in order for companies to make this profitable, you got to drive cost out. And so Blyly is an 85-year-old company. And they exist in an in a industry full of dinosaurs that are fat, dumb, and happy. And these companies have done the same thing, the same way, for, for the last you know, 50 to 75 years. And you do things because they work in space. When, you, when, you, when you're launching uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars into orbit, it better work. Right? It better work, or else it got lost in space. But to drive the cost out, you got to take some risks. And Blyly is, is willing to take those risks, and what we're helping them do is, is drive the, the cost out of the payloads. The, so the payloads are what right. you put onto the, the, mm-hmm. the thing, and, and you launch it up, right. and then it goes into orbit. That's the payload. So in order to drive this cost, that you have, I mean, you, you got to start putting software and embedded systems in there to, right. to take place of what was previously expensive hardware. Now, the second you stick, you stick software in any, anything, it makes it inherently unreliable. So what, what we're doing is we're working with them with you know, our, our expertise in, in that area to say, all right, here's how you make an unreliable system reliable in outer space. Wow. And that's how we're that's, helping. That's exciting. It's cool. Absolutely. That's the word. So who, if people are listening and they're saying, gee, how can I use these guys? Who would be a customer? Well, a good example would be a, so somebody like Blyly looking to use embedded systems to add intelligence and decrease the cost of their overall hardware systems. Okay. Hardware is expensive to upgrade and replicate. You know. So it could be any kind of hardware that's mm-hmm. deployed. Okay. Yeah. Well, what we've been really good at is, is making dumb machines or dumb things smart. So adding intelligence, embedded mm-hmm. intelligence to systems. And one of the things that we helped do was uh, we had a consumer electronic company who they, they had this little fun game mm-hmm. that they're they launched an Indiegogo campaign it's called uh, My Brushies so it's this little cute little penguin that goes on the edge end of a, a toothbrush and, it, and there's an app and it plays a game with kids and tells them here's how you gotta brush the back corners of your teeth you gotta get that and it lights up and does all kinds of cool stuff well they hired a, a, a firm out in China to do all of their, their embedded systems and they got stuck in FCC they couldn't get mm. through FCC certification to sell the product in the U.S. Oh wow! So they reached out and said, "Hey, you know, we're kind of stuck here. You know, can you help? Can us? you help?" So we helped them. We we you know, worked through their their firmware, and now you got the brushy going on, and kids are brushing their teeth, and they know when they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. From low Earth orbit to brushing your teeth. Mm. This is why, Joel, you're excited to be working with Pymios, really cool. right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a almost a limitless range of possibilities where these kind of embedded technologies exist. So you get to have way too much fun. It is. So it's a lot of fun. Are you solving problems on your own, or are you working as a services organization? We're working as a services organization, but um, one of the things that that uh, we are looking at is incubating technologies internally, mm-hmm. which we just filed for um, intellectual property on an artificially intelligent system 
in the embedded world um, that'll have application in uh, vehicles and autonomous vehicles. I mean, super early stage, but like you know, cool to think about and no, talk that's about right cool. now. Right. Uh, but we are we're incubating a technology that we want to deploy over the next couple of years. That's pretty exciting. But yeah, it's nice. So the services keeps it, it keeps lights on, keeps revenue right. coming in the door, sure. keeps right. us able to operate, yeah. and we're able to add value to other companies at right. the same time, you building up our skill sets. Yeah. Right. yeah. So how many people are working with you now? So I have I have two guys working with me. I have Joel and uh, a guy by the name of Dave Kelly who has a storied career in uh, engineering systems, specifically in HVAC systems. Oh. He's got a wide network of... Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk about hardware, right? Yeah. He, he's an awesome, awesome resource. And he's been knocking down doors to get his business. So what is, it. what's it been like for you to build your business in Pittsburgh? Um, blessing, curse, and everything in between. You know, you know, you go, you the go, best of times, the worst of yeah, times. The highest highs and the lowest lows. And, Right, but you're coming out on top, right? Well, yeah. After you come up from the bottom, and then you and then you go down to the bottom again. We were just talking about low Earth orbit for crying out loud! Come on, (laughs) you're hanging out with Joel all day long. Yeah, you're the highlight of your career. It is. So, so Joel, what do you do with with Pymios? What 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 are you responsible for these days? Well, uh, it's a couple things here and there with um, whenever Nick needs somebody to work on a particular project. Okay. uh, The newest thing that that Nick and I have uh, started and that I'll be sort of spearheading is actually Pymios Learn. It's going to be a series of YouTube videos to help uh, inspire teenage kids to want to learn about this kind of thing. The next generation. The next generation. I like it. You know, my background's really in education, and a big thing always on my mind is workforce development, right? So uh, Mm -hmm. all these amazing technologies are out there and happening, uh, but, you know, the, the... sort of commercial market for these embedded systems and connected devices is, is enormous. And so it's really uh, teenage kids today who are going to grow through those engineers, you know. And how are we going to grow? That's interesting. How do you so grow what that do you audience? think we're going to grow them? You think you're going to grow them academically or through tactically? So um, I believe a lot of it really comes down to the fact that if, if a student is a teenager and has this uh, curiosity about mm-hmm. things, you need to foster that curiosity. You need to make them believe that they have this idea. Like, for example, um, Talking about sending satellites into space in a lower Earth or mm-hmm. orbit, uh, something that a you know teenager might think, I want to do that. Um, the number one thing you want to tell them is, yes, you can. You, you really got to give them that encouragement that all things are possible if you really want to work on it. You know, it might that. not be That's something right. you can do tomorrow, but you can do it eventually. And, and Joel's a, a great example of that. So uh, English uh, major by English. trade, yeah. and what he's helping us work on specifically with Blyly. Who's, who's taken a, a radical approach to their industry. They're focused on marketing, branding, messaging in an industry that doesn't have any marketing, branding, Exactly right. 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 So what Joel's right. helping us do is do that, that marketing, branding with them. So a guy with an English background is literally doing data sheets for crystal oscillators. And You and, just and said crystal oscillators and I'm out. Ah. Like, yeah. that, that's so awesome. So, so that's what it. he's helping us do. That, that's really Very cool. directly value add to an industry. Excellent, excellent that's stuff. Great. How exciting really? is that? So, pymios.com, P-I-M-I-O-S, pymios.com. Mm-hmm. Learn more about it, because you guys are working on some fantastic stuff. It's really fun. Great. And it, for I mean, in. way too much fun. We, I mean, we could spend the rest of the show talking about this I stuff. Know. But I, we have I Ted have Teal waiting out there for us for our next yeah. segment. So, but yeah. So. I was hoping we would, we would go down a rabbit hole of talking about Leonardo DiCaprio after my... Oh, we, <laughs> we kept away from that. I we love kept to talk about that. him anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for stopping by, Thank guys. Thank yeah. morning, everybody. Great. This is Tech Vibe Radio coming to you great. from All Lines Technology. So pumped to be here with the Tech Vibe Neighborhood Tour. Seeing all the great things happening here in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. 
This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. From the Pittsburgh Technology Council. You can learn more about us at pghtech.org. Oh, well, it's Tech Vibe Radio on a Friday night, bringing you the, the Tech Vibe neighborhood tour from All Lines Technology. We saved the best for last. The one, the only. Oh, right, yes. Ted Teal from Touchtown. All these T's, T and T, Touchtown, Ted Teal. Ted Teal. Ta, 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 ta. Yeah, I love it, man. No. Yeah, the fourth. The fourth. Ted Teal, Touchtown. That's what it is. It's like T4. It's like a new action movie coming out this summer. I know. So, Touchtown, the website is, as people are listening very often, they want to know. www.touchtown.com. Town. Yeah. Dot U.S. Oh, not U.S. T-A-H-N. Town. Touchtown. Touchtown. Touch Pittsburgh yeah. or something. Okay, so, so let's talk about Touchtown. What is Touchtown? Let our listeners know. Give us the... the, the, the so the our mission is to improve the quality of life for seniors when they live in senior living communities. So uh, we work about... We touch about 250,000 seniors every day at 1,200 communities mostly in the United States, but as far away as New Zealand. And we do that through uh, a multiple technologies because seniors have a wide range of acuity. You can't just have one technology. So, for example, we have interactive apps where you have a tablet, and if you're looking for somebody to play chess with, you can type in chess and see a list of people at the community that play chess and then communicate with them, send them a chat message, uh, and so I don't have to see them. Well, no, you have to see them, but you're arranging it. You're so connecting it up. You oh, live, oh, yeah. oh! So I'm setting up. It's like a meetup. So yeah, you live in a community with 300 people, 400 people. Got it. You want to start a bridge club? You type bridge. Oh. Or you want to find people that went with you to uh, to Carnegie Mellon University. One of the things about senior living is, it's a chance uh, when you leave your home that you've lived in for 20 years. You know, you, you have a limited number of friends a lot of times that are nearby. And this way, you can make a whole new set of friends, people that live at your community. Maybe some of those people you've known for years, but other ones you don't know. So we have interactive technology, but not all seniors are interested in doing that, although more and more they are. are the technology days. gets more and more. Right. Smartphones, tablets, mm-hmm. piece, uh, uh, desktops. But we also have non-interactive technology like in-room TV channel, which will talk about what's happening in the community, who's having a birthday, what are the activities, oh, okay. what time, what's for dinner, whatever. Mm-hmm. And for seniors that may be vision impaired, you could do awesome. voiceover narration. You, and some people just want things in print. So you, we, we have printed calendars, but it's all driven or digital signs that are in the lobby or in the dining room or in the exercise room, but they're all driven by a cloud-based content manager that's actually patented technology to make it very easy to go in and schedule all these things and decide, do I want that on the interactive app? Do I want that on the in-room TV? And for some of our customers that are larger corporate entities that have multiple locations, you could actually drive content from the corporate offices all the way down to every location. So, for example, let's say you're the CEO of a, of a company that has 100 locations. You can touch all of your employees with a video that you hit a button and it can go into all the employee break rooms. Or you could touch your, all of the residents, like maybe you have 5,000 residents. You can record a holiday, a Thanksgiving message 
hit a button and have it go into all the TVs and all the residents' rooms very efficiently. And they and they can decide as the residents when they listen to it. Sure, they just a lot of them leave it on all day because and you then can. It's pump, like news. Yeah, you, yeah. Except it's, you know, you can play Pandora or you can you can right. play some sort of music. Can, oh, that's cool. So, yeah. okay. so like your it. market in nursing homes. I mean, the world is your oyster. Then. Well, there's about forty thousand. Uh, of those types of communities in the United States, but that's certainly growing. And with the uh, with seniors these days being more tech literate, mm-hmm. and also the next generation of seniors won't have as many people in the younger generations to take care of them. So they need a high tech, high touch approach. But even more important than that, when you're a senior, what's really important to you uh, is being independent for as long right. as you possibly Absolutely. can. Absolutely, 100%. You know that uh, paradigm about how the parent becomes the child and the child becomes the parent. The parent doesn't want to become the child. They want to stay the parent for as long as possible. They like being the parent. They've done it for 60 years. So our technology actually helps them stay independent longer. So they can can get information at their fingertips if they want it. They, They don't have to do it that way. They can still call the front desk. But if they're interested, for example, uh, one large senior living provider has standardized on our technology, and the residents, they want to find out how many meals they have left on the meal plan, hit a button. And you know exactly what's up. Whatever they want. I love it. So this is a like, 17 or 18-year-old company. Is it? And it was founded yeah. by Jeff Pepper back in the day, which is why it's like, it's like, it's like the world's oldest startup. 17 or 18? Startup, I remember yeah. 10 yeah. years ago. And, then, yeah. you just, and you took over as two years ago. About two years ago, right? So we like to say we're a 19-year-old startup because we have a startup culture, but we have all the advantages of that startup culture where people are energized and we have fun right. and we care about each other. But we don't have the disadvantages of the startup, which is needing money. You have revenue we're streams coming in. We're a profitable company. We're a profitable company. I, know, I want to say and we had our best year ever last year. So awesome to hear Best that. year ever from a revenue and, and profit standpoint. Our second best year ever was the year before, right? So not needing to raise money is a huge advantage. Uh, and but still want that culture because people like... So it gives you time to surround and so, people's cubes, right? And actually run yeah. the company. Exactly. And right. so do people Talk to that customers. Do people that work for you care about the mission of the product, Absolutely. Right? We're very passionate about improving the quality of life right. of seniors, right? And so we're passionate about that, but we're also passionate about each other and you know, creating an environment where we all are working together in a minimum of friction. How do you do that? What's your secret sauce? Well, there's four things that we, you know, and I've thought about this a lot, but there's four things that we've we've done over the last two years. One of the things is we've enforced certain or we've stressed certain cultural norms. Like we, we deal with each other based on mutual trust and respect. And nobody's, starting with me as the CEO, nobody's allowed to be defensive, right? So we, we accept ideas from other people and you create that as a cultural norm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, every CEO thinks that they're open. Right. But if you get feedback from somebody and you react defensively, they don't come back. Right. And so, you know, the cultural norm of that. The second major initiative is fun. We do a lot of I fun like things that. together. An initiative right? of Based fun. On, we, it's called fun. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> for example, once a month we have Beer Thursday where we stop working at 3 o'clock and... One of the departments is the host, and we 
we drink beer, play games right now. Sometimes we do it like we turned our whole office into a golf course, a four-hole golf course uh, in honor of the U.S. Open, which was in Oakmont. Or we play trivia games or sometimes we go bowling or laser tag. And it's just a lot of fun. And so, you know, these connections with your workers and and our management team, you know, we play golf together. We do we do things together, bond and have fun. And we laugh all the time at our office. If you walk around, you hear laughter. So that's the second thing. The third thing to build a culture like that is who you hire. So we have a rigorous hiring process uh, focused on hiring people that fit the, the culture and also have the subject matter expertise or the skill set that you need. But the cultural fit is really important, and, we, and so we don't minimize that. And the fourth, which is a tough piece, but it's really true, is there sometimes there are people that don't fit the culture. Right. right? That, and we have a collaborative culture. So, you know, we, we, we've had some people in the past that weren't as collaborative. Right. Or, you know, I, I think the collaboration and the, the dialogue based on mutual trust and respect and the openness to feedback and the interest in making a better company, all right. that is really important. So we had some people that were good people that made contributions, but they didn't necessarily fit the culture. And mm-hmm. so we, we let them know, we put them on performance plans, treated them with mm-hmm. dignity throughout the process, but they're not there anymore. And, and I think... Yeah, it makes a uh, difference. I think a lot of entrepreneurs believe so much in themselves that they believe by sheer force of will... Mm-hmm. It's going to make it get, happen, right? They can yeah. get somebody to embrace right. the culture, but it doesn't you really can't. work that you way. Can't. I know. Some people want that kind of working environment, and some people don't. So a key part, that fourth part of it is just as important as the other... So Ted, I feel like we're getting some uh, bringing, bringing some management advice here. I like this. Like if people are listening, they should really be absorbing this and realizing bring mm-hmm. some of this to your I'm business. I'm taking notes. Well, you yeah. can't. You can't just. And obviously, a lot of it is walking the walk and talking right. the talk as the CEO, because mm-hmm. you know you if, if people don't believe that you know you're right. there with them, you know, you, and obviously part of that is being honest and uh, you know, working hard, or, right. you know, and, and all of that. But living in accordance with the cultural norms is critical at every position. And if you don't, then it doesn't matter what you say mm-hmm. to cool. people. That's right? great. Awesome stuff. Hat out, off to you. So Ted Teal. Thank you. No, I'm having, Teal, 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 I'm having Teal. a blast. Ted right? Teal it's, from Touchtown. And I, you know, I, I, and I love my company, and it's really great to have a mission as it well. Is, isn't you know, it? Taking care of seniors or mm-hmm. m- making it easier for them right. to be as independent and great. social. The other aspect of it is... We're all human beings. We're social, so a lot we of our product right. is you know, help to make the, help the seniors make new friends and Absolutely. build their friends. Great stuff. So touchtown. Us www.touchtown. T o u c h t o w n. US. Go there and check it out. And I'm thanking everybody for tuning into our Tech Vibe neighborhood tour tonight at All Lines. Go to alllinestech.com to learn more about them them being so gracious to host us here and have guys like Ted stop by the show and talk about what's what's great to see you guys. Please come visit. We had Jonathan there the other day. I was was impressed, man. I was impressed. He did. He came back back and told everyone. Come on and visit. It's great. We'd love to have you. I would love that. We'll roll out the red carpet for you, You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. It's all good stuff. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back next Friday, actually, with more Tech Vibe from 
All Lines Tech. This has been Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. We love helping companies like Touchtown do what they do. And uh, so much there to learn. And you do a great job, by the way. We thank you, Ted. We we appreciate that. We'll end on a high note. Good, good stuff, everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.